Welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron, a program by Catholic men for Catholic men. I'm Matt Palmer. I'm with Catholic Men's Ministry in the Diocese of Columbus, and I'm really excited to have joining me as my co-host, Devin Shad with Fathers of St. Joseph. Devin, good morning, brother. Good morning. How are you doing out there? Having a blessed day? I am, and I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to <laughs> dig into John's life. That's great. And uh, for all of you listening out there, we are going to have a, we've got a wonderful man to introduce to you, John Bradford, with a, a ministry, a powerful ministry called Wilderness Outreach. Uh, John, good morning. Good morning. How are you, brother? Good morning, Devin. Good morning. I'm well, thank you. Good. Before we start, Devin, why don't you open us in prayer? Let's just invite the Holy Spirit to, to be a part of this discussion, this conversation. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we just praise you for creating the masculine soul, for making us uh, in your image and likeness, but giving us a distinct role as men. Thank you for making us for adventure in competition and challenge and fight, but always in charity. We pray that uh, your spirit would be with us right now and that we would come to understand this masculine essence, this masculine soul ever more deeply and profoundly through John and his words and his testimony. Just blow us away, Lord. Please come, Holy Spirit. And Mama Mary and St. Joseph, please, as always, intercede for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you, Devin. Well, John, this is a, this is a great place to just uh, turn the, the mic over to you and just invite you to kind of share with our listeners a little bit of your, your journey and uh, a little bit about your growing up, how you came to the faith. I know you're a convert. Let's just give you a chance to just kind of share a little bit of your story with us. Yeah, thank you. I think, yeah, it's, uh, I guess when I look back on my life, and I, and I have to thank you, Matt, for saying I'm in, in my mid-60s. I'm going to turn 70 on March 21st this coming year. So thank you for buying me a few more years there. It's, that's wonderful. Happy so, to do it. Uh, but, yeah, when I, when I look back, yeah, when I look back on my life, uh, I'm really blessed with the opportunities and the struggles uh, that's been afforded me in this pursuit of becoming this man that God made me to be trying to discover who that is. And I really, really like Devin's opening prayer about the masculine soul. I mean, that's like hitting right into that place that, uh, that I've been searching and looking at and trying to figuring out, uh, trying to figure out through the years, uh, especially in the work of wilderness outreach. But I have to start with that, like, um, my growing up, so uh, I would say I'll, I'll talk about my earthly father, Pop. I mean, that's what I called him. And uh, he was dad father, but he was my earthly father. And uh, he was a man who was, uh, in, in many ways, uh, uh, the, again, uh, we weren't Catholic. And, uh, but uh, he was a man who was really in search of meaning for God's created universe. He really like trying to figure out what's going on, right? How does this all fit together? Where's, where's this deep meaning? Uh, he was, he went through world war two and then uh, came out of the war after, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, running all the way from uh, 
uh, Normandy over to the Elbe River in Czechoslovakia, and he came out that other end, and he um, ended up with a problem, a drinking problem, and it was an uh, interesting uh, thing that happened. Uh, he ended up uh, or, or being recruited, let's say, by AA and went through the 12-step programs, and he was really born again at that point in time, had an immense effect on my life. And that happened, and think about this date when I throw it out to you, on September 8th, 1958. That's beautiful. Yeah, isn't that something? Wow. And for years, I didn't, in, for years, and it wasn't until about five years ago that I finally realized, wait a minute, that date, the September 8th, you know, the date of our, uh, of our Holy Mother, I mean, she was there. It's kind of like that was the beginning of a, a born-again experience for my father, and at that point in time, it's like the whole family, it seemed like the next Sunday we were going to church. And my dad was just like, he became wow. this man who was a provider and protector. And uh, he built a house uh, with his brothers. Uh, and we moved out in the country and uh, spent uh, lots of time sitting in the backyard with Pop looking at the Milky Way galaxy and wondering, you know, how did the Lord make all this? pretty stunning because my dad uh i sort of became his go-to guy so he was really pursuing on the intellectual level was pursuing a lot of ideas he was reading everything from paul tillich to dietrich bonhoeffer to uh you know books like your god is too small and here i am at like eight nine ten years old and and he's he's talking to these to me about these books because he doesn't have anybody else to talk to in a sense. So we're going for long hikes down creeks, and my father's uh, talking about these great ideas about who God is and, uh, and the God-created universe. And, and out of all that, out of all those discussions about the books he was studying and reading, uh, I came up with some, just some, some ideas or, let's say, connections where I really believe that God created the universe and everything in it for for a really good reason right and there's just and and so god's creation is a great thing and that everything that's created has a very deep meaning about it and that every man and every woman as far as that is concerned has a calling we all have a calling that we we are charged to discover what it is and to basically go after it and stand in the gap for God in that in that calling within the fabric of his universe, which is the body of Christ. And and early on I come to understand that I was called to be a cosmic patriot, which is a, a phrase from Chesterton, which years later I finally saw that phrase, the cosmic patriot, and realized, oh yeah, that's that's who I am. And and then at the same time in my youth, my dad was a construction guy, had a construction company with my with my uncles and uh, my cousins. So early on, I was, I was uh, working in the construction industry. I remember uh, when, I, when I was uh, really young, like by the time I was probably 12 years old, I was old enough to help my father survey and lay things out. And then by the time I was 16, I was out there with the men working and, uh, and just having a blast and really working hard and being challenged to work hard. And there were some really good things that my masculine soul learned during that time. And, and some of those were 
do your job right, help others to do theirs, you know, always tell the truth, admit when you're wrong. You know, I learned how to think, work, build and solve problems and just got this attitude of meet and challenge, meet challenges head on and uh, go right towards where the problem is and, and really get the thing done. And then, and then another thing was become a go-to guy, become the, a man that others can rely on. These were really lessons, which kind of interesting that I learned, let's say in a band of brothers, older brothers that wasn't specifically religious, but certainly founded in, in, in our faith. And, uh, I, so, I've got to just, I've yeah. got to just jump go, go in. Ahead. And, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just so, uh, I'm just blown away. I mean, Devin, um, just react a little bit to what we've heard so far about John's journey and how the Lord was working in his heart, in his life, in his mind. I mean, isn't this a beautiful story? Absolutely. Yeah. I think what's so beautiful about it is that, I mean, John's dad is really the the father that we all want, the father who lets you in. He lets you in the inside of his journeys and his dreams and his aspirations and his projects. And he he takes on the son who's the protege. It's like Joseph with Jesus, you know, and, and how we all want to be chosen and delighted and desired by our heavenly father. And so you see what it does to John. Um, he desires to work, which you look at our culture and you look at the effeminacy in, in our, our, the male populace, young male populace, we're so soft. And it's because fathers aren't letting their sons in because sometimes they just don't even know how to let their sons in because Mm -hmm. they don't even know how to be men. But here it is. His dad lets him in to do the job right, to admit when you're wrong, to help others and, you know, and to meet those challenges head on and even go after them. You know, I, I love all of that. And that just really speaks to what's really all about us as men is we're called to set the pace of self giving love. We're called to assume sacrificial responsibility and what I hear from Brad is, or from John is, man, it feels good, man, it feels good, and I, I love that. Yeah, that, that speaks. Listeners, for those of you just joining us, this is Iron Sharpens Iron. It's a program by Catholic men for Catholic men. I'm Matt Palmer with Catholic Men's Ministry here in the Diocese of Columbus. I'm one of the co-hosts of the program. I'm joined by Devin Shad, Fathers of Saint Joseph. Uh, our other co-host, we're in partnership with St. Gabriel Radio, who helps produce and, and uh, distribute this program. And we're really excited today. We have John Bradford with Wilderness Outreach uh, as our guest today. And John has been sharing uh, his journey, his kind of his upbringing and the role of his own earthly father in um, really showing him an image of God the Father and, uh, and John, I'm going to invite you to kind of move us a little along into how you came into the Catholic Church. Let's kind of open that chapter. And then after that, we'll, we want to move on into the ministry that God has given you now. So take this incredible story and, and uh, move us into how this began to, to find its way into the church. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I went through a, a period of time after I, I went through uh high school and working in the construction company, worked my, worked my way through college and uh, ended up on what I refer to as a hero's journey where I, I basically broke camp at the end of college and I headed west and I lived in the western United States for five years, basically 
I think the whole time being drawn by God to go deeper, didn't really quite understand it, but uh, I found great solace in the mountains of the American West and had many great uh, interactions with people that were, it seemed like they were returning. They were kind of pointing me in the way that I was supposed to be going. I ended up uh, returning to the Ohio area. And I call that part of my life is like returning to the Shire. And uh, it was interesting. Uh, my my father uh, died when he was only 66 years old. And it was, a, it was an amazing event. Um, and, and again, I wasn't in the church yet, but uh, uh, it, what it did, I, I realized my, that my father had, I really believed my father had an eternal life in God somehow, but I didn't know how. But there was there were these these things, these lessons kind of flooded back into my life that I learned early on and and ended up rediscovering again. I started rediscovering that, you know, I, I was in uh, kind of interesting. I ended up getting an MBA. I went back to school, got an MBA and I and it, in that whole MBA program, believe it or not, was like opening doors to me that led me back into the church. I know that really sounds interest, odd, say, but it's like everything in God's universe has meaning and it fits together. It's part of his providence. And I was just being, you know, with an open heart or trying to have an open heart being channeled to the church so that uh, I ended up in a, in a big construction company where I became the go-to guy, really did a lot of great work there, got to work with a lot of great men, help train them, just kind of doing the things that I had learned when I was a young man about how to work with men and how to mentor them and everything. And, uh, and then I ended up uh, a friend of mine uh, who's a Catholic, a lady friend, uh, said she wanted me to meet somebody. And uh, so I hadn't, uh, uh, I ended up uh, meeting my present wife, or my, my wife right now, Laura, and uh, we went out to dinner together, and uh, for the first time in my life, I heard the prayer, bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts, which we're about to receive. <laughs> and it's like, that was like, it, it was, and so we started dating, right? And I started going to mass with her, and I started meeting these men, and then I, I started finding out more and more about John Paul II, and I really have this image of John Paul II, it's like he's standing on the shore of the Sea of Galilee and on this fish out there, right? He's got this, he's got this uh, lure on there and it's called faith and reason, right? And he's throwing it out there, man. And he's got me hooked big time, right? Right into the, right into the good stuff. And uh, so anyway, uh, after a, a period of dating and, and, uh, and discernment, Laura and I ended up, I ended up coming into the church and we ended up getting married. And uh, it was just uh and it was like, again, this door opening into a deeper, broader structure of belief, you know, an authentic structure of belief, which is the Holy Roman Catholic Church. And just like, again, this whole, uh, you know, having the faith and the reason there at the heart and soul of that just led me, you know, deeper into the church. Mm. Uh, we ended up with our own construction company, and uh, which was a really great thing. And we had lots of great men, so so, uh, so I ended up leaving the construction company I worked for. We we opened up our own construction company. We did, we ended up with a, a lot of great guys, 
And, and our goal within our construction company is to live this with integrity, to be people, owners of a construction company that treat our employees right and, and to share with the wealth. And we had, and, and to be completely open and, and talk about our, uh, what we believed in and, and, and really practicing that with them. So we had, really had a great run in the construction industry and, uh, and basically again, relying on our faith to help guide us in our relationships with our people, with, with, uh, the, with the clients that we worked with. And, and to really, I can remember that these uh, notebooks I would keep, I had journals every day and I'd write down all the problems that uh, would occur in these jobs that we had. And I'd always pray about them. Like every couple of days I'd look at the list, you know, and now I think back, I have, I have books of journals, the problems and and I can't remember any of them. Yeah. The Lord solved them all yeah. and and brought the resources forward to help do that. <laughs> so anyway, it's uh you know after a few years of this, I'd say fifteen years, fourteen years of being in this construction company, my my great wife um, is kind of getting tired of working, and uh, and I and and frankly, I love the construction industry. Cause it was like waking up every morning and it's like you pull, draw your sword and you're going into battle. And it was just that good. And you can tell by the sound of my voice, I enjoyed it. And, sure can. Uh, and, uh, but my wife, not so much, right? Because it's everyday struggle. And I want to, at this point in time in my life, it's like this love of the battle is what I think causes so many of our brothers they get lost in the battle. It becomes the battle in itself, but it's just the battle in the secular culture. It's the battle for the next job. It's the battle to, you know, make more money or whatever like that. We get lost in that because man, the man's heart is made for battle. But we, we because of, you know, concupiscence or sin or whatever, that gets misdirected in the wrong place. Yeah, we know? choose we choose You're the wrong the battle. Wrong place, but we do, we yeah. do. And, and so, so she... And, and once again, here's this complementarity of male and female coming coming to the fore. But she was after for a few years, she would say, "How long are you going to do this?" And I would say, yeah, "I can do this till I'm 80. I'm enjoying this." And then she'd ask me that two, two to four years in a row. And finally, I said, "Laura, why are you asking me this question?" And she said, "Well, I really think you need to find something that's for God. Hmm. Do that." And Interesting. it's like, oh, yeah. And, and it's like, you know, sometimes when our wives say something to us, it really irritates us. But when they're, but when they're really right, <laughs> and it's like they speak to your heart, I like, yeah, I get that. I mean, there was no resistance. It was like, well, I'm not sure what that is. But I sort of did because when I was, when I talked about that journey where I broke camp and went west, I used to backpack a lot. And I was had this idea in my mind I wanted to go backpacking again, but I suppressed that idea because I thought it had something to do with secular culture, and I just wasn't interested in that. Before you, uh, that, John, yeah. before you transition to that, because I know we're starting to get into wilderness outreach here, but I, there's been so much that you've been sharing right now that I know Devin uh, and I want to unpack a few things, and then we're going to move you to wilderness mm-hmm. outreach because I really do want our listeners to to hear about the ministry that God has called you to now. But mm-hmm. you know, Devin, as you listen to to John, you know, I kind of share about 
his the construction company he and his wife founded and the principles on which they ran it and how they brought their faith into that just uh, the battle that he was able to see in all of that any reactions on that it's it's, it's just such powerful material here well yeah I, I remember reading wild at heart and john eldridge talks about how how every man has a a a battle to, you know, to win, you know, an adventure to be on and a, or a beauty to win a adventure and a battle to fight. And I remember though, encountering people who took those three principles, but they didn't have a lens through which uh, to apply it. And, but John does, and it's his vocation. He meets his wife, his wife is, you know, speaking with the wisdom of the Holy spirit that she wants him to find something for God. You know, even amidst all of this, he's he's doing what God's calling him to do. But still, we've got that adventure to be on. We've got that battle to fight. We've got that beauty to win. But we can go off the rails. We can have an affair. That could be the beauty, right? We can have this adventure and leave our family and go, you know, do whatever. But but the key is it's within the vocation of being a husband and a father. And that's where John discovers through his wife that God's got something even greater planned. And that's how it almost always works if we're faithful to God through our vocation is God's going to speak to us about those next steps. And then there's going to be an outgrowth. And that's where we go with wilderness outreach. It's an outgrowth of his fundamental vocation, which is so powerful because that's God speaks to us directly through our vocation. Love this. So John, we've got about, you know, five minutes left and I really want our listeners to understand, um, you know, the ministry of wilderness outreach. So, Kind of let's make sure that we give them um, uh, a few minutes here on on what God called you to describe it. What are what are you doing and uh, help us understand where you know where the Lord has you now. This is this is so beautiful. Keep going, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So. So, yeah, I. I ended up uh, uh, going out to Oregon at the, the my wife said, go, go look at these trail projects right go go involve yourself in that because i and so i went out and for 10 days i backpacked in 15 miles i spent 10 days on the ground with a bunch of americorps kids who didn't have a clue who i was and other than the fact i was this old man that knew how to work hard right with joy and uh and i learned this principle of uh of stealth evangelization was when i was there because i didn't spring on them until the very end of I was actually this man in search of God and Catholic and everything, and it stunned them in a, in a very good way. I, but I, I, we ended up building this great brotherhood with these these young men that I was working with. That just just like from from my youth, right from from working with men and just this pure type of uh, relationship. When I came back, I talked to a few men about that. One of them was Father uh, Charles Kelly, who's from Sacramento. And then the other one was Andrew Keeby and told him this whole story. And Andrew looked at me and was like, can we do that? And I said, yep, and and we're going to do it. So in 2007, with a group of uh, St. Paul's outreach men, we went into the Sierra Nevada mountains and and did this whole week of uh, what what really started, created the foundation for wilderness outreach, which are the five dis- disciplines of worship. So we had a priest with us, worship every day, liturgy of the hours. We worked all day long. So working physically with one another as men, we're really solving physical problems. We're in an ascetic environment so that we're pulled back away from the secular culture, all the nonsense. So we're really 
dealing with each other in a, in a raw environment, a good environment, and then, then, and then learning leadership, you know, what is leadership and all these things fitting together into creating true and authentic brotherhood. So since that first expedition, this past uh, summer, we did our 50th and 51st uh, mountain expeditions. And uh, the 51st one was with a, with a group of seminarians from the Diocese of Columbus and with Father uh, William Hahn, our vocations director. And we were in Wyoming together, uh, working, clearing, praying, talking, uh, clearing out the nine miles uh, of, of the uh, Encampment River wilderness area and just having a great time so and that's that's what we so that's become what we do and it's really it's about presenting an environment where men can come in search of of who they are what they need to be doing and just be a man and see how other men work and start to discern okay what what is it that i'm supposed to be doing here right i really think that's the journey of wilderness outreach to bring men into this situation into this process where they can say okay i see who i am as a man where, where does god want me to fit in mm. right what what is that greater vocation of manhood to help that man discover what that is boy i'm going to jump in right there because so it's such a with that yeah mm-hmm. we, yeah we've got about two minutes and uh, i want to i want to invite devin to just reflect a little bit on what your ministry is inviting men to do and and just connect it with even with Fathers of St. Joseph. I mean, Devin, when you hear what the Ministry of Wilderness Outreach is all about, um, help our listeners to kind of put that in the context of our, of our faith as we're uh, men trying to live our Catholic faith, what, what this opportunity presents. Well, I just love it because, I mean, in the beginning, Adam was given the task to till and keep the garden. Joseph was a carpenter. Jesus was a carpenter. I mean, tecton, master carpenter. You know, I mean, Church is, yes, it's a noun, but it's a verb. And I love the fact that a lot of times guys look at the church as though you have to be inside four walls and how boring. Uh, But John is taking us outside those four walls and taking the church outside those four walls. And it's like a lot of times we have to go out there to discover God in here, in our masculine soul. And that's what I love about this. And I I think for me, uh, when I meet guys like my son-in-law, he works hard. He runs a couple different businesses. I respect him. I admire him. I want to work with him. And I think through work, we gain a deep respect for other men and it does allow us to be able to go forward. So I love the five principles. I love the mountain expeditions. I I love all of it. And I think that this should be like huge. This should be like national. We guys should be doing this all the time. Yep. We're going we're gonna to have to leave it there. It's wildernessoutreach.net for all of you listeners. Learn more about this amazing ministry. John Bradford, thank you for joining us. God bless your work. We are so inspired by your ministry and by your story. Man, let's keep living the faith. This has been Iron Sharpens Iron. Till next time, God bless you, man. <laughs>